It's Thursday, July 6th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. A wonderful holiday week to you all. As I mentioned yesterday, the rest of this week, I'll be offering you shorter briefs with key details and essential information, and I'll follow those up with deeper dives next week. So let's start this morning with international news. The U.S. Treasury Secretary is heading to China today with all eyes on how Beijing will crack down on its global exports of rare earth minerals. It was a crackdown that was announced on July 4th. Beijing is limiting uh, two key minerals to the world, with one called gallium and the other called germanium. Those metals are used in a wide range of critical products, from computer chips to military hardware. And unfortunately, China controls most of the world's production. Upwards of 60% of the world's germanium and 80% of its gallium. That is according to analysis recently done by Barron's Magazine. We are already starting to see some of the fallout from Beijing's decision. Some computer chip manufacturers are saying this morning that they now have to find new sources. Meanwhile, China is making it pretty clear what these export restrictions are all about. Beijing's propaganda outlet called the Global Times said yesterday that these restrictions to the world are, quote, a practical way of telling the United States and the West that their efforts to block China from buying advanced computer chips was, quote, a miscalculation, end quote. Now, what China is referring to there are global efforts to restrict the sale of advanced computer technology that could be used in things like high-tech missiles and computers that run artificial intelligence programs. And Western nations have slapped these restrictions on China because folks are concerned that Beijing might invade Taiwan over the next couple of years, so better to restrict the sale of these chips now. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a brewing trade war between China and the West. And if I might pivot from facts and data this morning to offer up my opinion and analysis here, Beijing knows what it has, and that is leverage. They are flexing their economic muscle this morning to demonstrate that they're not to be trifled with. It is a reminder that they have far more power over the West than, frankly, our leaders would like to admit. And that's what people like me have long feared and frankly warned about. We have turned over critical parts of our economies, leaving us deeply vulnerable to the whims and demands of Beijing. So that is why I will keep watching this issue very closely. As China's export controls for these rare earth metals, those are set to kick off on August 1st. With that, let's move on to our second international brief of the morning. Things are calming down today in France, although that has not been true for the past week or so. And that's because on June 27th, French police officers pulled over a young man, shot him as he tried to drive away, and he died. Well, that led to riots throughout the country with businesses burned and at least one mayor targeted. His house was rammed by a protester in their vehicle. So next week, we're going to talk more about what precisely happened, but also why it happened. But to give you a preview of my analysis and opinion, folks, France has embraced migration, both legal and illegal, for decades, with migrants mostly coming from northern Africa. And most of those migrants were very poor, with very few skills, and some were criminals. 
Well, they all ended up in pockets of cities all around France, creating ghettos of people with little to nothing to contribute to French society, or they have been unable or unwilling to assimilate. And it was that potent mix of poverty and anger and social disconnectedness that ignited the firestorm that we saw after the young man was killed because he belonged to the people of, of Northern Africa who were struggling. So in other words, folks, in the mix of all of the things that we just saw in France over the past 10 days, I think there are some very important lessons there for us to learn here in America too, as we deal with an influx of migrants from abroad, many of whom are equally poor and unskilled, and in some cases, unable or unwilling to assimilate into American society. More on all of that to come next week. Pivoting now to domestic news, we've had a strange outbreak of malaria in the United States. That's a parasite that we actually eliminated all the way back in 1951 from this country, but we've had at least five cases recently, four in Florida and one in Texas. And that has led a lot of people to wonder why, and of course, that the outbreak is going to get worse. We will discuss all of that next week, but for now, I want to offer you something that you might not know about malaria. There are five types of malaria parasites, some of which are much more deadly than others. In these five cases in Florida and Texas, we're seeing the malaria strain that is called P. vivax. And that is the less lethal form of the malaria. But unfortunately, that version or that strain can hide in the liver with no symptoms for decades and then strike or reoccur throughout one's lifetime. And I will tell you folks on a personal note, malaria is no joke. I have had it, unfortunately, the more lethal strain. And I picked it up from when I was in the Congo. And I will tell you, it was the most ill that I have probably ever been and frankly, some of the most bizarre set of symptoms that I have ever had. At any rate, we'll discuss this parasite and what to look for all next week. Meanwhile, let's talk about a crisis in New York City. Shelters there are overflowing this morning. A record 100,000 people are being housed by officials with 50,000 of them being illegal migrants seeking asylum. Now, digging into the numbers, we know that families with children make up more than half of those individuals in shelters, and most of those families are migrants. Regardless, the cost to house and care for these people, all going up $8 million a day and counting. By the way, that number, $8 million a day, that is set to increase. New York officials announced 2,200 new migrants arrived last week, and another 2,000 or so or expected each week for the foreseeable future in what is, well, New York's most well-known sanctuary city. In other words, folks, you build a sanctuary paradise and they will come. Finally this morning, the White House is signaling its openness to block the sun, all to help stop climate change. So late last week, the Biden administration acknowledged that it plans to support research on something called geoengineering. And the basic idea is that you inject little particles of aerosols of different kinds up into the atmosphere, which in turn block sunlight. By the way, the injection process, that involves either rockets or high-altitude balloons that have canisters that release the stuff at a desired elevation. Unfortunately, though, the science behind this is very weak. And by that, I mean the unintended side effects. So, for instance, it can cause unexpected droughts in some regions. Meanwhile, uh, other regions get heavy rains and flooding. 
And none of that can be accurately predicted, which is precisely the reason that countries like Mexico have actually banned this practice. In fact, just last February, authorities in Mexico City kicked out an American fellow who was trying to sell climate change credits by releasing high-altitude balloons with these geoengineering particles. So next week, we will talk about more on this issue and, frankly, whether it makes sense to explore this idea of geoengineering at all. That and much more to come, folks, including updates on that possible sabotage operation on the Ukrainian nuclear plant. Also, we've got confirmation this morning that it was cocaine that was found at the White House. No culprit yet this morning. Plus, I've got some good news, specifically on gas prices. They are set to come down to under $2 a gallon by late summer and into the fall. We'll talk about who is making that prediction next week. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day.